0: Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team. We showcase sales leaders that are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders and teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and doing it predictably and sustainably. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. We're all facing new challenges, and if you want someone to talk shop with that sat in your chair, I've got you. If you want to become a legendary leader for the team you lead, hit me up and hit me up soon. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen, and remember, don't worry We've got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high growth sales leaders share high growth practices and tactics. Today, we are joined by Jared Robin, co founder of Rev Genius. Rev Genius is a community of revenue generating sales and marketing professionals brought together to learn, share, support, and grow with each other. And Rev Genius has blown up, it emerged on the scene. And I have been blown away at just how big the community has become in a very short period of time. And I can't wait for Jared to tell us all about it. Okay. At a time where communities are becoming more important to our sales world than they've ever been. Rev genius is growing at this ridiculous rate since launching in June of 2020. Now, if you're listening to this down the road, I'm recording this in December of 2020. So we're not even six months into this baby yet. Okay. Um, I've had dozens of sales leaders and dozens of sales people tell me their membership in RevGenius has been a game changer. As as a result, I'm pumped to have Jared join us. Jared has had a number of sales and sales leadership roles in SMB, mid-market, and enterprise. He knows the game that we're in. He's been part of high growth teams in several places. I am pumped to talk to him today. I've been chasing him down to get on the show and I can't wait to have him share with us why communities are so important for the modern salesperson and the modern sales leader. Jared, Welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Hey, man, this is exciting. I, you've, you've built something that has turned a lot of heads from a lot of people who know what's going on in sales. And I can't wait to have you kind of open up and share with us what's going on there. Why don't you start by introducing to our listeners around the world who Rev Genius is and what you guys do? What's your mission? Why you've grown so fast? The whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So Rev Genius is a community of sales, marketing, and RevOps professionals brought together exactly like you said to learn from each other uh, and to help one another. Our mission, simply put, is to educate, empower, and inspire revenue professionals. And those three words have such deep meaning for us and and why we've been so fortunate to grow so fast. As you know and are aware, other communities were here before us. You know, how, how was our niche carved out well, we saw an opportunity to be open accessible super diverse inclusive etc at a time when people needed it the most and and just we doubled down on it worked our tails off and and just really exposed that product market fits so to speak i hate using such uh i don't want to say cliche terminology but you know we're talking about oh. humans um but but humans had a need for a community like ours and the communities that were out there and present we felt weren't satisfying it fully so we created this
0: well you guys have done like i've spent some time in there and there's some great conversations and you're right it is genuinely about helping and growing and that's it's it's a killer killer environment that you've built so I, we're going to get into Thank what you've you. done. We're going to get into how you do it. We're going to get into a lot more about why communities are growing and becoming so important. But I want to have you share with our listeners a little bit about you, uh, a little bit about your story, just kind of at a high level. How'd you get into sales? It's always fun for me to hear that because most people didn't grow up saying they were going to be in sales, right? Uh, and yeah. Then, so <laughs> and then how did that lead you to starting this? I'm interested in that, 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 how those two stories kind of overlap.
1: So most people, you're right, didn't say that they were going to grow up and be in sales I am the son of a career salesperson, and and wow. let me let me add let me add a caveat: a commission only salesperson. Ooh, but but in in his defense, and and you know there was security, right? Like it, it, outerwear, space. They had a book of business already that he walked into. So while it wasn't a true base salary, he had accounts to manage, etc. So I. The question is going into sales, why? In high school, I had retail sales jobs. He sold to retailers. It was natural. Mm. But in college, when picking my major and what I really wanted to do, and, and and this will fuse both of the things together, like the entrepreneurial part as well as sales, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Senior in high school, I created TJB auto detailing. Cool. Troy, Jared, Brian. Straightforward. Business 101, basic stuff. We really liked cars, and we wanted to wash cars for people. And we made a business plan, and we had a class in school. We were fortunate enough to have that. Going to college, I looked at schools like Babson, entrepreneur schools, but wanted a true college experience. So I'm going deep here. Uh, So I went to Penn State. Penn Penn State, true college experience, but great business program. So I wanted to make that together. Babson, to me, uh, didn't look fun enough. (laughs) Okay. So I asked people, what, what would the major be for me to run my own business? And and there was no entrepreneurial major. Oh. And supply chain and information systems came out. Supply chain, procurement, sourcing, process flow of a product or service was what came out. So I majored in that. Knowing I had – if I majored in marketing, I said to myself, I'm going to become a salesperson. Because we're talking 15 years ago, right? Like, right where where you're you're in marketing or your sales, I'm the son of of a salesperson, so to speak. He ran his own agency, so a a principal at that, but regardless, somebody that that was in the space. And I'm like, I want to do everything not to be that. And I want to run a business. School finished, practicality set in. And how was I, and what I realized along the way was I wasn't ready to be an entrepreneur. So what did the job path look like with supply chain? And it was optimizing uh, product flows and stuff like that. And and I didn't like the feeling of not being part of the lifeline or or the lifeblood of a company. And, and that's what I felt. I felt like I was optimizing. I worked for Columbia Sportswear on an internship. There was all these jackets coming in on container ships for sports authority, for dicks um, all of it yeah dicks everything yeah. And, and i'm the one saying what jackets go in what containers and i'm like eh, 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 i i can't i can't i i felt like um i didn't have purpose that couldn't be satisfied by anybody right like i felt so i'm like okay i i gotta be speaking to people and i need to bring revenue in if i'm gonna play it safe so I found the perfect opportunity to match that supply chain, you know, transportation and all of this, but also be people facing in a job for FedEx. Cool. How did I get the job for FedEx? My dad went to a barbecue. He met somebody that was a salesperson at FedEx at the barbecue. They happened Ooh, to be hiring for inside sales. I applied, and uh, it, it, the rest is history. The rest is history. Seven years in sales, but I hadn't. Fortune 100 sales is spectacular. You work for a company that got it right more often than not. You know you have yeah. your exceptions, right? But they tell you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, how to duplicate it. And I had no real autonomy, right? Like I, I, I didn't have that challenge, but I still wanted to go through it. I needed that validation. It took me a few tries to become top of the team and the top in the country. Nice. And I had it. Yeah, I, I had it, but now I'm like, what's next? So so uh, that's when startup sales came in, and, and, and that's what fused there. And then I wanted equity in something, got it, went through a lot of difficulties, seed round. So Fortune 100 to seed. Yep. And then eventually I got the goal to start uh, Rev Genius.
0: Love it. What a great story. <laughs> thank you for sharing, man. I, I love hearing those stories. And I relate to what you said. If you got a marketing degree, you're going to be at sales because that, that's what I did. I got a marketing degree and ended up <laughs> in sales, man. So thank you for sharing that. So, so let's talk about now where we are now. You started Rev Genius. We're part of this, you know, the term modern selling changed pretty significantly in about March of this year. Right. And um, right. I mean, it changed, I think, forever. So why do you think communities have become so important in 2020? Because it really has been a recent phenomenon. I think about things like Revenue Collective. It's been there for a while, and I think they've done really good things. I know Sam, and he's done a great job. But I've seen other ones. I've seen, you know, like the Patreon communities. I host a Patreon community, and there's a lot of people who do that yours is growing leaps and bounds. Why do you see so many people gravitating to communities right now? What is it you think people are looking
1: for and why are they so important? So a, a couple things. One, from a pure sales perspective, it's becoming harder and harder to get into the door. Hmm. That's, you could see it in the rise of the technologies to support it, whether it's more and more sales engagement platforms and the like coming out to help a salesperson or SDR get into the door you're seeing more and more sdr hiring to get into the door um that that role geez in the last five to ten years certainly if i say 10x i'm probably understating it quite a bit right maybe 100x some companies only hire sdrs etc um i I mean not only they they have some other roles but mainly right so you have all this you need to get more creative. And, and the rise of LinkedIn over the past two years, certainly last year, people are figuring out how to reach out to people to get what they want, uh, to get a meeting. But now 2020 comes around, pe- buyers are inundated with now all sorts of sales engagement platforms, all sorts of cold calls. Right. Um, you have people getting more and more creative and that's interesting. And, and and people are realizing it's boiling down. If I'm just more authentic, that's what's going to work and resonate. So you have people being vulnerable on LinkedIn, showing themselves, getting a following, getting inbounds. You're seeing salespeople become marketers essentially, right? Where you're putting stuff out and people are coming to you. And then along the way, People realized they needed to get even more authentic than LinkedIn is because LinkedIn, as great as it is, and, and I'm on there every day, right? many many of us are, and, and we appreciate it. We use it. It's an awesome acquisition channel to find qualified members for what I'm doing and qualified prospects for what the whole audience is doing. They, people wanted more authenticity, and they wanted more connection with people. They wanted they wanted that and they, and they went to communities and they went to it before COVID and they went to it way more after, uh, people mm-hmm. needed to get jobs by hook or by crook. People need to be more creative with getting in the doors to, to get business. And then people along the way started buying in to this altruistic karma vibe. And, and, and we saw it, we harnessed it. Um, I'm literally posting today on LinkedIn and, you know, sharing with our community, you know, imagine if you just selfishly give being able to create more success from that. Yeah. Well, and then I wrote you can, and you will. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that, right? Like we haven't asked our members for a dollar or a penny. I know. And, and, And it's grown quite a bit. And, and, No, I I, I do see value in setting up premium membership programs. I I don't want to go from that, but like to us, there always has to be that access and there always has to be that giving. And, you know, we we live that and people gravitate towards communities because of it. I spoke to an awesome former VP of sales who's looking for his next role, unfortunately, because Mm -hmm. of the hard times. And from halfway through the conversation to the end, I made a point of saying, the new network that I've created and developed, I'm going to put them in any way possible. And I have, and and that was my first, my only goal from it. So, so the you, other people resonate, but yeah. How
0: much do you think the new work from home, like work from home existed and there were a few like fully remote organizations, but I wouldn't sure. say that was the norm. I would say that was the exception than the norm. And, and then everybody gets thrown into this work from home. Do you think that this feel of connectivity got like a spike. They wanted to feel more connected. How much do you think that fueled why people are looking for communities? Because they don't get so much going to
1: the office. Is there anything to that? Or is pr- yeah, I, 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 I think it's massive. And, and I think if you want to be real with it, yeah. there's probably less micromanagement going on because people aren't mm. right in front of them. Mm. If you want to really break it down, people aren't scared to explore.
0: I like that. So so let's look from the sales leadership perspective now. So we got, I don't know, you got a, you'll got you have a few thousand sales leaders listening to this in the first week sure. of those live. And so I'm a sales leader. I got a team. We're chasing the number. We're getting ready for 2021. Yep. You know, why should a sales leader be saying, how does a community fit into helping them become a better sales leader? Is that something that should be part of their self-improvement plan? Uh, something they should be doing? Any thoughts around
1: that? Yeah, I, you know, I have my thoughts and I could, you know, I, I don't want to plug our community in this, but I'll no. sh- I'll, sh- I'll share how how we see that as well. Awesome. So, your sales leader, you're living in your own world. You've had your own experiences. You've been successful or not. You've recalibrated. If you have that job, you've probably done a good job at that, or at least good okay. enough, right? And you have your team of X number of direct reports, and maybe it trickles down. You need. To pin yourself against other teams out there to understand what's good, to understand best practices, to understand what's new, and also to find your bench. Okay, so in general, that's out there. Now, that's why you should plug into a community in general. Now, what we're thinking about at RevGenius, like taking that even further, because i I strong advocate of communities in general, clearly. We want to help you put more points on the board. What does that mean? Well, points on the board are dollars in the bank account and or anything in the funnel to get there, yep. let's say okay yep. We have contests with reps of different companies competing to put meetings on the board. Wow, we don't charge for that. One anecdote one rep came to us, averaged a meeting a week. he did two five hour cold calling sessions, eight meetings. Zero dollars. What efficiency is that? Just plug your reps in. Are you kidding me? So, so it's funny. Like, I'm I'm not gonna, but like, that's points on the board for sure, right there. Yeah, they're more efficient than ever. So, we've actually plugged in, and I don't want to plug sponsors or whatever, but sponsors in general, right? To help you do that more efficiently, then you could use their product. So, we're thinking about everything differently, not just throwing a sponsor at the beginning of a webinar or the end. We, we do that, but um, but we want to make it organic, everything that we do, and we want to make it helpful to you with your team. And, and I, I hope that didn't come across like too no, much of a plug. It's but
0: it's not too much of a plug. I love it. In fact, why don't you do – just let's go one step deeper. I like how you're sure. – peel it back, pick one of your favorite sponsors. Let's give them some love right now. And like, let's have an example of how, like, I don't mind like giving people some insight to what you might do here because I want our listeners to say, man, that sounds valuable to me. So can you give like an example of how you work with a, with a sponsor that like a yeah. sales leader might find that
1: really cool? So what we do with Outbound Club in particular, I'll, I'll show two examples here. Yeah, We've, we've partnered with um, Sales Intel as well as Connect and Sell. Awesome. So you have people trying to put more meetings on. We're giving you better data and faster connects, okay? And for the few periods of time during the week, you get it at no cost. Are you kidding? Oh, side note, side note, side note. If you're first place at the end of this contest, you get $5,000 in credits for both of the sponsors. So, yeah, that's an enterprise it. that's enterprise licenses and, and, and a 200 dollars visa gift card. So you're you're that rep. We're giving you a, Merry Christmas. This is a nice present for you. <laughs> and let's let's so that's one example. Like another example. Like we have um Sales Loft doing awesome cane and stuff, like breaking down emails of reps. Love it. Bring your emails, let's break it down. So I, I have this uh, philosophy and I'm working with it, right? Not perfect. I'm learning every day. Uh, information should be free. Execution, you should pay for it. We're giving everything right now, but like but like, information is free, but like let's help you execute and, and let's figure out ways above and beyond to provide value. So if we're going to work with a sponsor, let's provide value um, to you, your organization. Let's help you put points on the board. And okay, and learn best practice from everybody else. So if you're you're company A, and you're like, oh, my best rep is getting two meetings a day, that's, you know, first off, that's awesome, right? And you think that that's the cat's meow, but now you're in this group with other companies, you're like, wait, they have a similar AOV or ACV, whatever, deal size. Yeah. They're getting three or four meetings a day. How is that going to push your team? Yeah, yeah. Good, Good on you, but like, and, and yes, data has to be private and all of that. But like, why can't there be some group think there?
0: Well, I like that because that's the next level. I asked you why a sales leader should be considering it. You gave some great insights on why sales leaders should be considering it. They want to make more money. They want to get promoted. Yeah. Like and, and I've got to think there's probably great um, connectivity opportunities to connect with other sales leaders as well and share best practices and learn. But for your reps, like you may have someone that maybe has a very specific thing when you're coaching there may be a very specific skill that you're trying to help them learn and joining a community where you can compete or participate or be introduced to that information. Like you talked about, yeah. uh, that's going to help
1: in your people development strategy. I, I have to think, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it's amazing. And, and these people are building their own brands too in the process. Right. right? So like it, it, an anecdote with this is one, one gentleman is awesome stepped up to, to run this club, you know, to, 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 to co-head this. And now when people are looking um, to hire somebody or to build a team, it's like, Oh, this, this guy has three meetings a day. He books cold. And Oh, side note, he's done this and that. You see the points on the board. You don't see the resume. Right, you, you, sure, sure. You see the recipe, but you literally see the real time. the points, points the that bo- talk
0: loudest, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: so, so now you're putting somebody in a role. You're like, uh, is this guy good or not? Well, uh, he he gets 15, and he mentors five people in this, and he's helped two people increase their That's their awesome. meetings by X percent, and they don't work on his team. Imagine if they all worked on his team yeah so then also, um you know why else should sales leaders join communities so I, I I spoke for the benefit of the company there and 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 that's first and foremost, and that's important uh, that should be the most important, right right but also for the benefit of themselves. I had a sales leader the other day speak to me um, about wanting to just give and help develop programs and and he's part of a unicorn and he's a head of sales there, and I'm like, why, why do you need this? He's like frankly I want to be on a board of directors one day and I don't have that network. And Mm. I see in your community, if I, uh, you know, if I step up and I lean in, so to speak, you know, you have some founders there. We have some series a founders there, which would be perfect for that. Right. Yeah. So, so for a leader, for, for, forget the next job. That's awesome. You've been a leader of a unicorn for 10 years. You're thinking board of directors. It's good, Jared. I like it. And, and, and nobody's handing that to you. If, they, if you've been in the same company for 10 years, you're in your own niche. Everybody knows your company. Everybody in your company knows you. But how many people are in the same company for 10 years? You, you, you haven't had a chance to rub with all the new VCs and all the early stage companies. You're, you're responsible for a 25 to 35 million dollar year over year gain in business. You have that job for life, but how do you break into that next thing? Hmm. And so that's really important.
0: Yeah, that's that's big. Big is, I don't even know if that's a big enough word for it, Jared. Um, You know, that that, community is like a modern day networking vehicle, but networking may not be a good enough word. I feel like it's shortchanging it because it's so much better than just like building your network. Because it's building more authentic relationships, right? If you lean in, like you said, you're going to get to really yep. see who, what's real. It's not just what's your title and what's the logo that's on, you know, that's behind you. It's who are you really? What can you contribute? Uh, what What do you got? It's like what we talked about. Sometimes when I get on the podcast, I've I've had guests like you that I can go deep with, and I've had some guests that you can't go very deep with. And um, in the community, you find out really fast
1: who's got the chops, right? Oh yeah it's it's great man i mean like everything's an open book like you can go onto the one slack channel and see how many members we have for real and yeah we have 40 members more than that but like everything is accountable as well which is cool all
0: right so when someone's looking at joining a community if they want to like i'm already going to say if you're listening to the show you should go check out rev genius you should just check out rev genius okay but So now that they've heard me say it and they're going to hear me say it again, they're going to hear me say it in the so what at the end of the show, (laughs) Rev Genius is something I endorse and I've signed up. I've been part of it. I I think that everyone should do that. What should people be looking for when you're choosing communities? What are things that like people ought to be saying in their mind, this
1: is stuff that I should be thinking about. Anything you can help them with? So yeah, I mean, look, look for your goals, look for who you want to be in with etc. You know, there, there's a bunch of communities that are spectacular out there. There's, there's communities for specific job titles, there's communities for sets of job titles, etc. And, and a lot of them are self explanatory, like, would you join a product marketing community if you're in sales? At first, you might not. But if your goals are to go into product marketing, why not? Mm. Why not? If they'll take you, etc, etc. And, and, and you know, I'm referencing a really major community there in, in the product marketing folks. Um, and, and also keep in mind, you don't always know what you're getting into until you're in.
0: So, that's a really good point. Can you, can you go a little more into that? What you mean when you yeah. say
1: that? Yeah, that's a really good point. You'll hear buzz about things. You might hear buzz about hours. You'll hear buzz about others. You're going to make the best decision you can based on that. You're going to go in and you can recalibrate accordingly based on what you see what you like what you don't your set of values etc um i i hope nobody lets you down but if that happens that's okay <laughs> that's okay and and others you might like more than you thought and double down in and so many people are joining more than one community nowadays because there's a lot of uh accessible communities being let's say pricing or or otherwise or you know with Patreons. jeez for ten dollars a month, you, you could join five Patreons and, and, right. and have fifty. But then you realize your bandwidth is shy. And like I remember I joined one Patreon, spectacular Patreon, just to check it out. And I'm like, if I do everything this person wants me to do, I'm gonna have no time to build Rev Genius. Happy I came. <laughs> <laughs> worth my ten dollars, worth a hundred dollars, but also worth nothing to me because I can't I do didn't anything put, with it. I, I didn't execute, I didn't execute and and, and, and it was too much. And it wasn't for my goals for somebody's goals. It was perfect for mine. It wasn't happy to pay the $10 to support an awesome person. But for me, it wasn't right. That's
0: really good insight. I I, I think that that's pretty in, insightful. Align with your goals, the goals you have to for your personal growth, the goals you have
1: for your team. Um, yeah. I think that's really, really but wise. What do you think is best, right? Like, yeah. Like, You're going to do your research. You're going to take a stab at it. What's great about these communities, even if they're paid communities, they tend to be month to month. So for the price of one month, for the price of three months, you know, you're on a pilot program like you're trying to sell. That's right. right. Treat it like that. Do a pilot program with a few. I love it.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I get that because like I said, I host a Patreon community. Uh, sales Leadership United is mine. It's just, it's for sales leaders. And so,
1: spectacular.
0: Uh, so yeah, you're right. And uh, there are, it, that's exactly how I've organized it. Like if you're interested in leveling up your sales leadership skills and, and giving you content for sales meetings and content for this kind of stuff to help you advance as a sales leader, board meeting prep, et cetera. Uh, that's all there. And I have had a couple of people come in and stick around for three months and say, yeah, it's not me, but others have come and been there since day one. And I love how you're saying that because when people say I'm doubling down, that's when you know that you've got people that like are connected to what your mission is. And it's pretty fulfilling to watch people come back to you and say, dude, I used this in my last board meeting, or I used this in last week's sales meeting. It was a game changer. I can't tell you how much it fires me up, man. So let me flip the coin. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: And you know, what I was going to say is I'm reading This is Marketing Now by Seth Godin. Great book. Yeah. If you haven't read it, read it. I, I know uh, you wanted to speak books at a certain point, but like that, that's a cool one. There's, there's some others I, I, I love as well that, that, that I'll go to my grave with and I'll share with the audience. But um, what he says is very clear. You're not creating something for everybody. Right. There's no community for everybody. LinkedIn isn't for everybody. Facebook isn't for everybody. It's for a lot of people. It's that's for right. more people than these micro communities, if that's what you want to call it, but it's not for everybody. Figure out who it's for and using the double down from a marketing to the audience and and create something for them. Um Yeah. Bottom line. So, like, so
0: let's talk about the responsibility that a member has. So when someone signs up for a community, what
1: do they have a responsibility? Like what what is your take on that? Yeah, so, so I think that they do. We think that they do. Yeah, that's why um, I'm, I'm really interested in certain, your opinion. There's certainly a, a code of conduct, a, a way to act in the community. Okay. We don't want overly outward self-promotion or promotion of a, of a company. So they have a responsibility to, to the community. Our first value in our values is community as family. Cool. Within family, there's an unspoken, and, and, and this is why you see as, as you see it, like we wanted to make sure everybody has a list of values, half a dozen, a dozen, whatever it is, and, and a lot of them are great. But the first value is, is, is what we really want to set the pace with. And, um, and community as family is that. Yeah, family has some disagreements, but at the end of the day, there's some unspoken things that you do, right? Like You try your best to be empathetic to others uh, to be there and things like that. So, so do you have, you know, things that you should do? You, you don't want to be annoying and self-promote and, and, and ruin the community. That's a responsibility of everybody. You're let into a community and our community lets everybody in that's in the space, in the revenue space. You have a responsibility for keeping it great. And, and what's awesome is, you know, the community is family. And like the feedback I get right away is I have people all the time asking how they could help. So now cool. that's not necessarily responsibility, but that's cool. Right. Like so cool. So, so family, you, you have 15 family members. You have three of them that, that are offering to help, you have three of them that are kinda of quiet in the corner. Yeah. And you have other and, and, and everybody else is if you ask them for help, they'll give it, right? And you'll have so the like, occasional
0: you, crazy uncle sometimes that you wish would be right. You'll, oh you'll
1: have. <laughs> you will. You will have the crazy uncle I don't want to go down that tangent, but the crazy uncle <laughs> lives in communities as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the crazy uncle is
1: and I don't care what community or what 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 uh what obstacles you have to get in. You have the crazy uncle in your community. I promise. For
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. And so, so join them, make sure they align to your goals and then contribute to them. Right. I mean, don't just sit back and say, I hope that I'm entertained. Contribute, take a, you know, lean in. I love how you said lean in. Uh, the more you lean in, the more you get right.
1: That, that's all I've been doing since the start of Rem Genius, man. So like, yeah, uh, the, the proof is in the pudding. And, if you join a community, no matter which community, no matter what accolades there are, the same thing goes. Okay, I you have to lean in. If if you're in, you know, one community that I've been looking at a lot lately, you know, the Y Combinator startup group and yeah. like all of that, spectacular that you got in. You're only going to get as much out of it as you lean in. I don't, you know, if Andreessen comes to every single event of yours and you don't say hi, or you don't offer to help, but what are you doing with it? That's right. What are you doing with it? And, and that's, and that's right. an extreme example, but but you get it. You have to I do out. get it. So if you were
0: to wrap up kind of ah, – but let me ask for this one last thing. You brought this up, and yes. I think this is a really good one. You get asked this. I see this. A lot of companies, because of the you know the rise of communities – I mean, it's everywhere. Yep. I see – and you brought this up to me earlier before we were started recording. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of companies thinking they need to start a community. The one that jumps to my mind is like, you know, Salesforce has this Dreamforce community, all these Dreamforcers, yep. the, the Trailblazer community, right? They've done that. I, and I know there's a lot of others that we could name drop and say I've done it. Have you had people talk to you about that? Any thoughts about that? If, if uh, people are listening to you and say, man, maybe I need to start a community. Yep. What do you think?
1: So, So tons. So if you're talking from, you're running a SaaS product and do you need to start a community? I'll tell you, it depends, depends. I think there's certain products that a community adds to the ecosystem tremendously and that you need a community. Let me tell you some that I've joined recently okay. to, to illuminate. We started using Notion. If you're familiar with Notion, uh, plug Notion, awesome product, right? Project management product there's so many different ways to utilize Notion and to customize and configure it. I wouldn't know where to start without a community. Like we literally went into their product and we did the best we could. I joined their Slack group, Notion Slack group. I'm hunting down their tweets and their Twitter. And after this podcast, I'm getting on a call with a gentleman that runs a marketing agency uh, that has built some awesome notion stuff i'm thirsty cool. to use notion better okay so for that i need a community they're they're doing me a favor by having a community there another one like that webflow a cms platform that's constantly being um and and, and we could also say this whole no code world mm. like zapier and, and all this yeah. how best can i use that right I, I don't think I'm touching the surface with how we use Airtable and stuff like that. I I'm thirsty to learn more. So a community that helps me maximize the efficiency of the products that I was going to buy without them. A plus. So first and foremost, love that a community and and also a community. And and here's, here's a caveat where the people of the company, probably spend under 20 percent of the time like adding to it it's mostly like power users Got right it. like sales yeah. sales salesforce might actually be a good case study and doing it what, what i view is like a good way
0: okay.
1: um you know in in, in in facilitating that now if you're a SaaS company b that doesn't integrate and have like a million uses and it's just very cut and dry what you do it might be might be more of a stretch to have a community like that you feel the excitement that i have like i can't wait to learn more about notion after this any way i can to the point where i asked the same question in three different slack groups including notion slack group and a startup slack group and in the startup slack group i have the head of community of notion writing back asking me what i mean wow i'm searching for that okay not If you have a situation like that, oh, that's great. Now, to create like a rev genius around a product that that doesn't have all of that, where, where we'd be doing that and just talking to you about new launches and new this and that, where the members might not be as thirsty, it might not be as much of a fit. I, I hope that was able to.
0: It totally makes sense. And I think there's got to be a critical mass component as well, right? That, I mean, you can't just have, you know, I got a cool company. I got a cool product. Sure. It, it, You know, I've got a few users. Um, I don't know. I I would, I would imagine there's a critical mass component. Like with what you're doing at Rev Genius, all sales, all marketing coming together. uh, That's a big place. And that's a, that's a, you know, that's not, that's a, that's, that's a brand new, brave new world you're going after and you're pulling pulling them together. I, I love that. But if you're like a small SaaS company that I've got something disruptive, we're proud of what we do. And we want to start community. That might be tougher sledding because you might actually reinforce your smallness if you don't have a critical mass, right?
1: Yeah, but also think about it like this. It, yeah, I, I, you could get past that if if you're like a. Geez, if if you're if you're like a data SaaS company. Yep. Like, what what are you going to do with the <laughs> with the community? <laughs> like, Fair, at, yeah, like like if you have ten thousand people. What are you going to do unless you're a data company that plugs into intent, that plugs into Google Analytics, that like plugs into Zapier, and you could do like a bajillion things and hacks. That's where it's interested. When when you could hack your product with other products. Yeah. I got you. I got you. When you could stack it and hack it and think outside the box and you have these power users that come out of God knows where (laughs) that are like. Like, oh gosh, did you, have you done the Zapier to Notion, to Airtable, to, um, to whatever, Sendo- yeah. to Sendoso, like <laughs> the that arrives at your door? Like, are you ki- 30% increase in leads, bro? Like, yeah, yes, <laughs> I love it. All right. So that, but yeah, you got it. So, so, I think that that's the...
0: really helpful for people who are listening. So let's, we're, we're starting yeah. to run up on it. And I appreciate it. I know you're busy. I know you got stuff going on. I'm, and we got to start. I love like, speaking like, with you. Down. And I could keep talking to you about this for a while, but I, I sure. appreciate what you've done. Any final thoughts? If you were to say, listen, let's wrap up communities. You're a sales leader. Here's what you need to be thinking about. Any final thoughts about how communities can help you and maybe one or two things that you'd say, if you do anything, do these one or two things right away and then grow from there.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things. Um, I would encourage the whole team to get onto a community hmm. to learn, to have different viewpoints. If you have a team that's, cultured like that or relatively like with different viewpoints of other teams like hey i learned a bit more about what gravy does on linkedin and i think it could help us cool per- perfect example like great there's a lot of sales leaders i don't want to use dare i say the word myopic <laughs> you know in you can't is charged LinkedIn.
0: we get myopic man as sales leaders we do we get we get myopic
1: yeah, like, like, ah, oh, you can't post on LinkedIn during the day. If I had to dime for every time I heard that. Yeah. Yet you have companies, gravy is the one example that I just said, um, that are building businesses on it, right? Like, like be open to that. And, and that's big and be open as a leader. And then also as a leader or as somebody that's experienced in general, even if you're an IC and you're coming into a community, be there to help. Help mold that community to what you want. You come into Rev Genius, and you're like, oh, there needs to be a mentor program for enterprise reps. We notice that that's a gap, let's say, for example. This is what I could use. Well, come to come to the leaders of the community. Like I have people. We spoke about Dale, for instance, who's phenomenal. He was a past guest. Who's an amazing advocate of our community an amazing human and 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 part of our mentor leading program um, he's a huge fan have, of what you do, man I love that dude i I can't speak highly enough about him uh I love him as well and Dale, I hope you're listening nothing but love <laughs> but we, we we have folks like that that could say ding 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 oh i didn't <laughs> you're right let's create it and um and, and, and we can create it and, and we want to create it. And we want, you know, the goal is, at least of Rev Genius. we want to create something for you. Whether you're a CRO, a VP, a director, an aspiring CRO, an IC, or an SDR, if we're looking at the sales tree, right? If we don't have something that you could use, that's not because we can't create it. It's because we haven't created it, right or, or or maybe we haven't devoted enough time to it. Lean in, raise your hand, and take the lead of it because one, you can help create that lane. two, you'll create a name for yourself within the community as somebody that is a good person that wants to to do good, etc. And three, you'll probably learn along the way you might you might create exactly what you want and I have examples of people. In in our, in our founders ch- uh, club, for instance, like that want to be founders that know the first thing that don't know everything that have leaned in to create this, that are learning so much along the way to create something that they wish that they had somewhere else. They're, they're building it in that community. So, don't just go in. You know, succinctly in, in breaking it down, go in looking for what you need. Be open to learning new things. Be open to maybe having some of the ways that you've been operating, not be as efficient as they can be, be open to change and be open to creating with the community, what you're looking for. If it's not there, that's big And any, any community founder, no matter how long they've been around, will agree to that last point. Otherwise they're not in it for the members. And I refuse to believe that every one of these communities out there is in it for the members.
0: Bravo. Jared, bravo. I appreciate what you're doing for our commu- for our sales community, for for this community of salespeople, which I, I believe we're in the world's greatest profession when you do it right. Right. I mean, yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's, there's plenty that haven't figured out how to do it right yet. And they give us a bad name, but people like okay. you that try to make it so we can have that rising tide lift all ships guys like you, man, you're doing great work. So I want to thank you as a, as a member of the community that you serve. I want to tell you,
1: thanks, man. Thank you for bringing this and thanks for what you're doing for us all. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for thank you for supporting it. Really okay, appreciate
0: it. I got like one, two minutes, and I know you got to go, but I want to finish the same yep. way I finished with everyone. Rapid fire. Are you ready? Three questions in, in like a yep. minute. Okay. Biggest sales leadership challenge, and how do you beat it down, man, from your perspective?
1: Great question. Biggest sales leadership challenge is – Shit, I'm not doing the rapid fire that well here. <laughs> you want to pass and come back to that <laughs> one? Pass,
0: pass. When you're when you're building way. out your team, and you've done this in a few companies, is there like a a quality that you look for in a person? Is there like an interview question or topic that you leverage? What is it you look for when you're hiring people for
1: your team? That somebody wants to be there, period, and that they're persistent. If they've been beaten down in the past, they've overcome yep. stuff. Before becoming Presidents Club. I was in fifth place. I was passed over four times. It put his chip on my shoulder, uh, et cetera. And I'm looking for people that uh, are persistent and that really, really want to be there. I love that.
0: That persistence, man, because that's our game. Uh, playing with a chip on your shoulder is not a bad thing for sure. And integrity,
1: integrity, man, integrity. Love it.
0: Okay, last one, leaders are readers. We found that people that are serious about their leadership career, they never stop learning, right? You talked about how people are in it for their members and, and we've got to always yep. be learning and expanding. Is there anything that you would suggest to our, our listeners if they're wanting to take their leadership journey up a notch that you got to get their hands on this
1: and read? Yeah, so, so two ways to think about reading. And I always think about this one, your business books, your, your sales books, your leadership books, yep. but also your spiritual books. You need to have both. Okay, got it. You need to you need to have best practices, and, and now as an entrepreneur, um, play bigger is massive for me.
0: Play bigger. Uh, Who's
1: a buy? Christopher Lockheed and a few others. That book was handed uh, as the story goes from uh, I, I believe Manny to to Max at at Outreach when he first came on, and, and that birth sales engagement. Cool. Check my sources on that, uh, but. So thinking about category creation on that. Super cool, super unique, different way to think about it. Now, on the other side, the spiritual side, the book I've read five to six times that changed my life, me integrate my fears. Because one, you need to know the strategy, but you also need to not hold yourself back with your own shit. You know, no better word than that. And in your own fears. Presence process by Michael Brown. Ten week process, no drinking, no other toxins. Meditate twice a day and really get down to the nitty gritty. You combine that, you, you'll be more open to taking the advice from that good literature, whether that's um, Play Bigger, which is my new favorite book, or uh, this is marketing that I'm reading now, et cetera. So, so and on the business side of books, I, I know you asked for one, two types. One, you're you have your, your tactical, strategic. The second type, motivational, right? Like, like I, I, I just read Simon Sinek. You know, start with why. And what was cool was we did with Rev Genius. We we got lucky we did, right? And and, and now that I'm reading the stuff about what to do, we're like, oh, aha, that's that's why we've had such success. That's why so this fast. is
0: working, yeah.
1: This is why this is working. So books like Start With Why, as well as like, you know, your tactical books, etc. Awesome. Mix it up with spiritual. I say don't read three business books in a row, two business, one spiritual. Love it. To to break it down. Now, uh, biggest challenge, you know, biggest challenge oh, today. Oh, we're back. You came back to it. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's your it's reps hitting their goals. The okay. biggest challenge also, you know, breaking that down, you know, how can you coach them both tactically, strategically, but also emotionally? Sales reps are emotional creatures. We could say that five times, right? Yep. You could have a top rep. Become a bottom rep and get sunk there.
0: In a, How in many a, people in a quarter?
1: Have, yeah, in a quarter. Anybody above 35 years old has probably seen it. Yeah. Okay. You and you have a lone wolf <laughs> that ends up getting fired. Like it, it, sales, is the only profession we have a top performer get fired, even like in a quarter or two. Yeah. Managing that, coaching that, that's big empathy. Empathy is not sympathy. It's not, oh, you'll get the numbers the next quarter. It's knowing that putting somebody on a pip, what that does to them, right? They're, 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 they're I don't care what plan you have. If you put somebody on a pip, they're going to be psychologically work, like eating at themselves. A lot yeah. of people, right? Nobody wants to fail. And if they do, they're going to make it clear by leaving. Or they're gonna make it clear as day. If you see somebody trying their hardest, you need to be empathetic to that. You need to be empathetic. And and, and it won't always work. But we've all seen cases where you could turn that around and make that person your best rep. And yep. and they're that person with a chip on the shoulder. So so in closing, you know, don't cut people so quickly if they're honestly trying their hardest, right? Like, like, look for other reasons to cut them. Not hitting their quota might not be. That's way too surface level. You got to go below that and be empathetic and understand if they really want to be there. And if they really want to be there, motivate them to perform because because you can. You can. You hired them for a reason. Jared, you're a beast.
0: How do people get more of you, man? We're going to have a lot of people that will probably want to have conversation, keep it going. Probably a lot of people want to sign up for Rev Genius. How do they do that? How do they connect with you? How do they learn more from you? How do they
1: sign up for Rev Genius? Awesome. Revgenius.com, R-E-V-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. Hit sign up in the top right or join now on that page. Email me, jared at revgenius.com. I'm not afraid. And uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Jared Robin. Uh, that's that. And if you email me, I'll put my phone number in my signature and, uh, and we can talk.
0: Perfect. Hey, he's Jared Robin. <laughs> he is fueling the growth of the communities for sales and marketers right now. He's challenging all of us to lean in and, and be part of this thing that makes it a better world for all of us. I'll finish with this. What he's built is worth checking out. I've done it. I'm glad I have. Uh, Rev Genius is something that you should go check out. I think you'll be glad you did. And as I say to everyone, Jared, thank you so much for joining us and happy selling, my friend.
1: Thank you, Matt. Really, really, really love this.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. I am convinced, convinced that 2021 will be the year of the coach. The year where the sales leader creates the biggest competitive advantage for the organizations they lead. So as you prepare for 2021, I want to help. Are your sales leaders ready for what 2021 will bring? Are you? If you want to take things up a level, hit me up. I'm helping sales leaders three ways. My Patreon community, Sales Leadership United, has exclusive content that will help you take your sales leadership game up to the next level. Second, I'm doing tons of events like SKOs or sales academies, having lots of success and making a huge impact. And third, I'm helping companies build new sales leadership and sales coaching processes, providing one-on-one executive coaching to sales leaders and companies of all sizes. And we're helping put method to the madness of sales leadership. Most companies have invested in their sales team heavily, but they've left their leaders to figure it out on their own. Let me help you navigate the sales leadership leadership maze faster than you thought possible. I'm also develop, delivering a session at, at Salesforce's Dreamforce to you virtual event that's being held this week. My session already went on day one and it blew up. I'm serious. My inbox has been hammered. So if you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. The presentation is about why 2021 will be the year of the sales coach and how you can develop the DNA of elite sales leadership to create impact in ways most never achieve. It's a fast presentation. It's less than 25 minutes long, but it's packed with tactics you can use to have more impact immediately in 2021. I'm excited to hear what you think after checking it out. Go find it and let me know what you think. Now I'm pumped to get Jared on the show. I'm a huge fan of communities. In the last six months, communities have blown up. Well, there's all kinds of communities. There's free communities like Jared's Rev Genius. There's premium communities like Revenue Collective, and then there's all kinds of ones in between, like you know the networking one you'll find at Thursday Night Sales, that's hosted by my friend Scott Scott Lee and, and, and Amy Volus, both who have been on the show. Um, Or you can find my Patreon community, something like that, Sales Leadership United. And these keep springing up. Communities are available to sales leaders to help them accomplish their jobs better and faster than ever, ever before. I participate in several of them, some free, some paid. I can tell you they're difference makers. You can absolutely be part of more than one. Now, communities provide so much value. And right now, there is so much that's changing. I think every sales leader should be in a few communities. You know The opportunity to network, the opportunity to learn, the opportunity to benchmark, the opportunity to gain access to people and information faster than has ever been possible is now available. Listen, LinkedIn was a start, but it's become cluttered and it is not a place to go deep. Communities will give you ways to go deep in places that matter to you. So I think you can accelerate every part of how you do your job, how you learn, how you connect, how you network, how you train, how you execute, all of it. And so you should, or else others are going to execute and grow faster than you. So here's to the rise of communities in the amazing world of sales. I can't think of a reason why you shouldn't join Rev Genius. It's free. It's very active. It's hot. It's the right place to be right now. I would tell you to give it a shot. Go find it, sign up for it, and then look for other communities like the ones I host at Sales Leadership United, because you don't need to run up the hill alone. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Listen, Jared gave us killer insights on not just why communities are blowing up, but why you as a sales leader should be participating in them. And if you have ambitions to become a sales leader, I'd be getting in there right now if only for the introduction to people and concepts and ways of thinking that you otherwise won't get. And so you don't have to wait your turn. You can go take your turn and make your turn come faster by participating in the right communities. Um, if you're not getting, le- getting better faster, I'm going to finish. I'm going to say that again. You are getting left behind. So Jared, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your insights with every one of our listeners. And I hope we all get a lot more intentional about how we leverage communities and the development of our careers. Uh, to our listeners, take my advice. Um, give Rev Genius a look. I think you'll be glad you did. Now, to each of you, our listeners, I appreciate all those five-star reviews on iTunes. I appreciate you reaching out to me directly. I look forward to these interactions, and I hope to hear from more of you this week. So make this a week of seeking out communities to help fuel your personal journey. And that's the key, is it's a personal journey. So you need to be personal in how you select your communities. You, you, if you want a few recommendations on communities, hit me up. Hit me on LinkedIn. Uh, reach out to me on email, Whatever. Uh, I can give you several that are working for me uh, and several that uh, might work for you that, that I have chose not to yet. Um, but I'm telling you, speeding up your success curve is something you'll never, ever regret doing. So join two to three of these and see what happens. Um, and, and to wrap up, we're at that time of year. I hope every one of you has an amazing holiday season. Right? Make sure you take some time to be introspective. Make sure that you take some time to be grateful. That, that gratitude effect is real. Recharge those batteries. You know, Charge across the finish line. Uh, get ready for our, what will most certainly be another exciting year next year. And as I always say, don't worry. Just execute. Because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the sales leadership podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of the sales leadership podcast is brought to you by the Jepson performance group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jepp And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.